Money FM 89.3, the best of Saturday mornings. This past year, the travel year has been amazing, oh, as yes. we know. Um, we have uh, had revenge travel uh, uh, in, in levels that we have not seen in years, obviously, due to COVID. It has made flights hard to get. It has made flights expensive. Oh, yes. It has made, uh, you know, just a whole host of challenges. The good news is people are finally getting out and traveling again. We're, we're restarting tourism economies around the region. Let's get to uh, an expert on this right now, our, our longtime friend, Laura Holdsworth, Managing Director, Asia Pacific at Booking.com. Uh, Laura, hi, how are you? Great to have you with us once again. Hi, Ben. Good morning. Hi, Neil. Hello, good morning. Yeah, it's great to have you with us, and and thanks. We've we've we're having a, a little bit of audio problem, but thanks for hanging with us. You sound great. Let's move right on. Take us through the last quarter or last half of of last year, Laura. Give us an overview. Just how crazy was it from what you were seeing at Booking dot com in terms of people wanting to get out, travel, make bookings, etc. Yeah, sure. I mean, it was certainly a, a great year um, as we looked across the across the globe. We saw regions recovering very fast. For Asia-Pacific, for us here, we started to see it really in the second half, and you called that right, Glenn. It was really Q3, Q4 when we started to ramp up, as certainly as the country started to open. I mean, Singapore was only what, April, um, and as soon as borders open, it ramps up very fast. So we saw it towards the end of the year with North Asia, with Japan, Korea, really opening their borders. Um, and so it's been fantastic to see. It's been, for us as a company, Q3, we already started to surpass 19, 2019 numbers <laughs> as a whole. We were already doing that for the summer um, in the other regions. But for us, we, when we finally also exceeded, and 2019 obviously was the, the Holy Grail, last Holy Grail year of travel, but not anymore. But- um, it's yeah, but there were problems too. I mean, you know, the, the, the lack of flights people wanted or overcrowding or, you know, pricing of flights went through the roof, obviously supply demand. What were your travelers telling you about that? Were they, were they expressing any of these complaints to booking.com? I mean, it's not your fault. You, you're just the vehicle to get people places and, and do things. But what were they saying to you? Yeah, we were not getting complaints as such uh, in the way that you're describing, but certainly we were hearing elements of frustration, certainly flight capacity. Um, but I think there's a gentle understanding from travelers too, and people are looking to go wherever they could go. So it wasn't a case of anymore, I've got these destinations in mind. It was more a case of, okay, where can I go? Because I want to go somewhere. And there was a lot of that, I just need to get away, travel. Um, and so, yeah, flight capacity was not there. Yeah. It's ramping up. It's still not fully there uh, across the region, but it's certainly ramping up. Um, and you're right, prices have been incredibly high, but it, that has not put people off at all. Yeah. 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 Uh, Laura, just uh, anecdotally, my favorite word this morning, uh, I have noticed that there is a slight shift now from the short-haul, less risky flights post-pandemic to people flying further. You mentioned Japan, South Korea, Europe, North America. Are you seeing that, this subtle shift away from the short-haul to the long-haul? Definitely. I mean, if we think about even just this year, so the Lunar New Year, we started to see a lot of short-haul still destinations. So people were looking for that short trip. But overall, our searches are certainly higher now across the region for yeah, Japan, Korea. Um, so, yes, we are definitely starting to see that as people are getting more comfortable. And I say as borders are open, too. Like before, it was a lot of restrictions. Mm. Now it's it's available and people are going. We're talking with Laura Holdsworth, Managing Director, Asia Pacific, at Booking.com. And you guys have a 2023 Travel Trends uh, research report that you've put together. Uh, Give us the the top line uh, interesting uh, points on that. 
sure. There's there's a few interesting ones, I think, especially for our Singaporean travellers. You know, if we look back, well, no, let me say. So one of the ones is moving to true break getaways. Um, if we look pre-pandemic, there was this ability for people to extend their business trips for a couple of days and have more time in a lo- in a destination. Last year, we saw people extending their holidays uh, to work in those locations. So it was the reverse um, of pre-pandemic. And then this year, our prediction is very much what we hear from travelers is that they do not want to travel. Uh, they do not want to be working while they're traveling. Mm. So it is a complete respite from, from work. But they are expecting their companies um, to take them on retreats now. So mm. that's also an expectation of, of employees that they're working from home. There's an expectation companies are saving money from that um, and that they should be bringing people together in a retreat, not to do necessarily work. Oh, wouldn't that be nice, huh? Let's all take a holiday on the company dime. (laughs) Yes, exactly. The other one I think is also interesting, especially for Singaporeans, is is virtual voyages, um, Mm. where people are willing to engage in virtual reality, even for a couple of days, to test out destinations. They won't consider themselves having been there, but they do want to engage in it. Um, And it's also, travelers are saying, that that will give them the confidence to go to destinations that they may not have thought of in the past. So Mm. they may not have been willing to try somewhere new, but having spent a day or a couple of days in the metaverse, um, that they would now go to those locations. Yeah, I mean, very interesting. I can completely agree with that. Yeah, one other aspect of your findings that I found very relatable is this glamorizing the good old days, this this hearkening back to the nostalgic, slim, simpler travels. Tell us a little bit about that, because I completely relate to that one. Yeah, and that's really interesting because nostalgia for all of us is very different. So if we look at the millennials now traveling, nostalgia for them is what they did in the 80s and 90s. For me, nostalgia is is before that. So I think it is getting back to simpler travel. Um, It is doing things, so it's bus tours, for example, getting back to enjoying maybe what was deemed like a a school trip group travel um, or train travel. So again, where we're experiencing things that we may not, have been more re- used to um, as we're growing up. So, yeah, this idea of simple travel um, is certainly something that we're seeing trending, um, along with the kind of delighting in the discomfort. So travelers wanting to go and do something that is a major culture shock to them. Um, so, again, it can be simplified destinations mm-hmm. or locations, but it's that completely different travel for them yeah yeah i can Sorry about that laura yeah i was i was just going to jump in on that on that point when you you know different modes of of travel different places and ways people can travel like you said the virtual travel the bus travel all those sorts of things when people are now kind of jumping in on uh, on booking for the year uh, are there tips are there hacks that you're giving at booking.com to try to I don't know, mitigate some of the challenges that they're having, for example, the high costs. Is there, is there anything that can be done about the high or the rising costs of, of flights or, or whatever? Is, is booking in groups easier, for example? Is, uh, we all know low-cost you know, uh, discount airlines versus premium airlines and all that, but are there any other hacks that, that you can recommend for folks to make their planning for this year a little bit easier maybe, a little bit less expensive or flow freely? Yeah, I don't know about specific hacks, but we're certainly seeing travelers look for potentially shorter trips. I mean, and this is more a concern. People don't want to stop traveling, and they're very clear about that. They will prioritize travel, but they are certainly looking to make it cost-effective, making sure that people are getting kind of the bang for their buck. Uh, if you like, so a shorter trips, um, cheaper destinations, so destinations that are um, 
maybe not the primary or you know, the major cities, so maybe more off the grid where the cost may be a little lower. Also, price comparison sites are being used more and more as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, the the options are, are there. Like you say, low-cost carriers, there's the full-budget carriers. Um, alternative accommodation is very available from the luxury hotels mm-hmm. to uh, short-term rentals. So I think the options are there. Um, it's really about how travelers want to go. Um, but I don't know that I have any hacks to make it cheaper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, right? We, we wish you could do yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could do it too. <laughs> but one thing I have noticed, and it ties in with a point you've also talked about this saving to splurge phenomenon that you can maybe elaborate on and i'm doing something similar where even though it's early 2023 i'm pretty much planning out my holidays for the entire year Mm. now Mm. because as i said earlier off air that i spoke to singapore airlines this week and they said if you're in a position to book now book now it's only going to go up so are you seeing that this idea of booking early setting up your plans your flights your hotels for the year as quickly as possible Yes, definitely. We are starting to see longer booking windows. Um, again, for certain types of trip, like the Lunar New Year we saw, there was a lot of short short booking window. But through the year, we are starting to see longer booking windows than we have in the past. So I think that this is a trend that you, you're right. Um, costs don't typically go down, um, but certainly for flights. <laughs> so people are looking to plan, plan ahead. Um, and they say that people will prioritize travel. So they will save, but still do it. And then looking for experiences. I think that also became very prevalent last year. Hmm. People were taking those first trips. So it's not just about the destination. It's about what am I going to do when I get there? So I may find the cheapest way to get there, but I'm going to have the best experience when I get there and I will spend them. How about, you know, we know that we know the flights and some of the, the transport elements are sky high. But is it are the hotels and the things and the experiences that you mentioned on the other end, are they a little bit more reasonable because they're trying to encourage people back? Are we seeing deals on that side of the travel uh, ledger? Yeah, I think everybody is going all out right now. So whether that's a short-term rental, whether it is the large hotels and everything in between, I think everybody's looking to provide that best experience. So it can be and it's to suit different budgets. So people are just looking to provide much more the experience when people get there. Um, than necessarily looking at the the cost, reducing the cost or trying to attract people that way. But we are seeing some of these destinations, like outside of the major cities, so some smaller destinations. So just typically Malaysia, Kota Kinabalu has suddenly become a a hot search destination. Is that right? Previously it was always Kuala Lumpur, which is still very high, um, and Dazaru, but now Kota Kinabalu with a different type of experience, uh, we're seeing trending. That's fascinating. Yeah. And are you seeing that not just with, say, young folks, but families, that kind of thing? Because I also, again, anecdotally, families wanting to do the skiing, families wanting to see the snow, things that they've never seen or done before. Mm. So that trend really does seem to be developing post-pandemic. Yeah, it is. And actually on the families, we are seeing trending for travel, multi-generational travel. Mm. Um, they're traveling together as with families that have not been able to get together in the past. Oh, not recent, recent past. Um, so, yeah, we are seeing multi-generational trips on the rise as well. I'd love to get my mum on a ski slope. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd pay the flight. Would she love to get on a ski slope? No, not at all. I would pay the flight just to see it happen. So you, you mentioned KK, uh, Kota Kinabalu. But what are, what are some of the other hot searches that you're seeing right now in across ASEAN, for example? Yeah, certainly we are seeing the trend into kind of the, the reverse of what Neil and I were just talking about in terms of the the distance, but we certainly saw a lot of the local ones, Malaysia, as I mentioned, Thailand, Bangkok remains very popular, Batam for Indonesia um, is also trending for us. But we've also seen over 
the more recent periods, more for Japan and its multiple destinations in Japan, Tokyo, mm. Kyoto, Osaka, Nagoya, um, Korea, definitely Taiwan, um, Bangkok always remains very high in searches. So all across the region, I think now that people can travel, uh, are, are checking out everywhere they can yeah. go. And from a, from a larger kind of macro perspective, have you been in touch with the airlines to chat with them and find out when they're expecting to be back up to pre-pandemic levels in terms of service, uh, aircraft staffing, that sort of thing? Do you have any – I know it's not specifically your business, but do you have any insight into that, what they're, what they're saying? Yeah, well, we keep close to the airlines just to try and understand what is happening because obviously that has a big impact on where we see bookings for accommodation. Um, we also do offer flights now on our platform across 10 destinations in, in Asia-Pacific of mm. locations to book in. So flights are certainly very important to us, and we can see that the capacity is ramping up very fast. Um, obviously, with China opening, flight capacity needs to increase significantly in and out um, of China. But for all other destinations, we are starting to see it come back very fast. So, yeah, we watch very closely. Um, that has a major impact. Brilliant. And just to wrap it up, Laura, for our folks and families listening, you mentioned multi-generational families. They'll be listening right now. What would be the one tip you would give them based on your recent research and analysis? Uh, I think you gave the great tip earlier, Neil, actually, is to book in advance, um, plan plan where you can, uh, look for ex- experiences that may be different that you would and not have looked at in the past. Mm. Try something new. We're hearing that people want to be out of their comfort zone, so go for it. There you go. You hear that, Mum? We're going skiing. And Neil <laughs> Neil will be bungee jumping for us on live on uh, Of Cameron course, from New Zealand. All yes. right, there we go. I look forward to it. <laughs> Laura, thanks so much uh, for, for joining us today. Laura Holdsworth, Managing Director, AsiaPacific, Booking.com. Uh, and we look forward to having you on again soon. Oh, one, one last one last thing I, I just want to uh, ask you about. You just had an amazing trip to uh, yourself. Do you, Can you tell us about it? Do you want to tell did. us about it? Sure. This is a classic case of exactly what we've been talking about, doing something different, getting out of your comfort zone. So, yes, we went to Antarctica for Christmas and New Year, which was incredible. Uh, bucket list item that we've wanted to do for a long time, and we were able to experience it. And uh, I can highly recommend it. Wow. Awesome. Well, that's a big one. And I know there's a lot to unpack there. We won't do it now on the show, but definitely want to hear about more about that uh, in the future. Laura, thanks again for being with us. Appreciate your time today. Thanks very much for having me. All right. Take care. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.